0: Welcome to another episode of Too Weird Didn't Watch. (laughs) Took me a second. The show where we make fun of movies that we have not seen based on nothing but their weird descriptions. I'm Albert. I'm Brantley. Brantley has got even more Christmas movies for us today. I'm going to hope that I get them edited before Christmas time is here. Brantley, what Christmas goodness are we talking about today? Well, first we have Christmas Evil. I love the pun. It's a beautiful pun. Not really a lot to glean from that. except from 1980. The perfect time for that movie to be. Yeah. You know, it's like the the sort of burgeoning era of the slasher. I assume that there will be some slashing Mm -hmm. of some kind. The only question that I have is it's Christmas eve Will it take place on Christmas Eve? Or will it take place on Christmas Day? I did not get
1: the pun until you said it just like that. Oh, I'm sorry. The whole time I'm
0: like, "What pun?"
1: Like I you, like
0: you said it so slowly. You're like Christmas evil, and I was like, "Oh, that was really good." No, it was for the for the drama. That I, is actually a good pun. I appreciate that. Okay. Now that I understand it,
1: it's been a long day. I'm very slow.
0: I've, I'm right there with you. <laughs>
1: Harry loves Christmas. He really loves Christmas. Well, I'm glad that they doubled down. <laughs> he loves Christmas more than anybody.
0: Is this guy? Is the Donald Trump write this? <laughs> There was. <laughs> you're going to love this Christmas. It's the best Christmas ever. Nobody's had a Christmas like this. <laughs> his home
1: is filled with bright holiday, holiday decorations all year round while Christmas carols are playing on the stereo.
0: Okay, you know what, Harry? You can have this one. I do love Christmas. I love it because it's a season, though.
1: Santa is his role model, a symbol of all that is good and just in the world.
0: I don't see how this could possibly go He's wrong. He's confusing Santa for Superman. I think. Um. Well, Santa is basically pure altruism, right? And he is a member of the Justice League, so that. That's I great. say pure altruism, like it, it's pure altruism combined with everybody do good. Mm-hmm. Which I think, I th- you know, that's that's pretty close to the best that you could do. That's right. He Harry even works at a toy factory. Of course he does. He's so. This
1: is where, the, this is where it takes a turn. <laughs> okay. He so identifies with Santa, he takes to spying on the neighborhood kids, keeping uh, his own carefully annotated Nazi and nice lists. Yeah. But when he recognizes the level of cynicism and hypocrisy among his coworkers, bosses, and the people around town at this most joyous time of the year approaches, well, he goes a little funny in the head. This guy needs to calm down. He reaches for the suit and beard and axe, determined to reward the good and punish the evil.
0: Wait, did they just rip off the other Christmas movie where the guy dressed up as Santa and killed a bunch of people? There's like 87 of those. Okay, what was the first one, the big one? Black not, Christmas. Not Black Christmas. Right, well, maybe that one is. No, the one I'm thinking of is um, Santa's Sleigh, maybe? That's not the first one, that's after that, but that's
1: yeah, he wears a demon and he murders
0: people. Unless there's another movie called... What's the one that... What's the one where the guy has, like... He impales the lady on the deer antlers. Silent Night, Deadly Night? Silent Night, Deadly Night is accurate, yes. There's like six of those, by the way. I'm aware. (laughs) Did you know that... I think it was Mickey Rooney, like, made a strongly worded statement against the movie when it first came out, and then he ended up being in Silent Night, Deadly Night 5. That's amazing.
1: (laughs) All right, but that's all we have for that movie.
0: Okay, so this guy... They've spent a lot of time winding him up. Yeah, you know, no, he like, really likes Christmas. Guys, we want you to really like Christmas. Also, that he kills people. Just, I guess he killed them. Does it say he killed them? He got Uh, them. He
1: gets an axe and he's going to punish the evil, but, you know, maybe he recognizes he can't get coal, so he's, like, chopping out firewood for people. It's like, you get the not great, but
0: It's going to be charcoal. Gift. He's building a charcoal <laughs> There you go. Him. Yes. He's got to make his own charcoal because it's not living in an area where coal is readily available. Yeah, no. I, uh... I, as a parent, I had a moment the other week where I was like, what if I did it? (laughs) What if I just gave you nothing? You just got on the naughty list this year. Well, on the naughty list, you, again, the whole point of
1: the coal is not that it's, you know, here's a crap thing. It's here is a purely functional thing. You still get something, which is why socks or clothes.
0: Oh, that's a good point. Socks are the coal of Chris. I knew it. (laughs) I knew it the whole time. I knew there was a good reason to hate getting socks for Christmas. <laughs> well, it's because it's not a
1: toy. And that's I was awesome. naughty.
0: <laughs> you were a bad child, yeah.
1: Yeah. Your parents wanted you to know. But they also
0: didn't want to be like, hey, you get nothing. Because that's just sad. That it's is like, so brilliant. I never realized that until just now. All right. I feel much better about the season. <laughs> Nobody gets punished, really. You just do, you don't get something that's great. You just great, don't but... get delightful yeah. things.
1: All right, next we have Venge. Oh boy. From 2008. Which oh, I feel like this no. should be from the
0: 80s, right? Um I mean knowing that it is from 2008 is concerning. Concerning. Yes, <laughs> if I was going to, if I if I for instance was to excuse me. If I was going to undertake the project of watching the movies that we talk about every single one of them, this would be one that I would be like Oh boy. Mm, not excited about that one. Trevenge depicts Christmas. From the perspective of sentient Christmas trees, what? <laughs> we talked about the magic Christmas tree last week. Yeah. Last time it wasn't last week, but it 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 talked, right? Uh, I
1: grant wishes, and it gave them three, so I'm assuming it talked.
0: So do and these now I'm picturing trees it talk? being like
1: the kiting tree from Charlie
0: Brown with the mouth. Oh, uh, I wish that it, I wish that had made it into the movie. The, the Charlie Brown movie is really mm-hmm. good I don't think anybody like hardly anybody wants to see it I haven't seen it <laughs> it was delightful anyway so sentient Christmas trees observe mm-hmm. Christmas for people and then what after being hacked down and shipped to homes they are
1: subjected to quote humiliation by humans who decorated them and make them stand in their living rooms the Christmas trees have had enough and go on to massacre and kill an entire town as part of their uprising Man Which makes me question how mobile these trees are. Yeah. Because well, even if they were mobile while in the woods, they they no longer have their roots. Which is what I would assume would be how they moved unless they just grew new ones.
0: I don't know. The I can tell you what this is reminding me of. And I can't I can't even tell you the name of this story, but all I can tell you as a younger man, uh like early teens, I wanna say. Mm-hmm probably old enough where i shouldn't have been so emotionally affected by this but my mama had a tape of a story about a christmas tree and it was the tale of this christmas tree who is cut down from the forest and he's put up in the in the living room and he's decked out and it's a sentient you know it's anthropomorphic christmas tree sort of um so he's sitting there thinking to himself look at everybody's looking at me I'm the star. Yeah, you look how amazing I am. And then Christmas is over and he gets put up in the attic and forgotten. And like the mice come and make like a nest in him. And then eventually the people come to the attic and be like, oh, yeah, we left our Christmas tree. But they just take him out and burn him. <laughs> and I was so depressed by this story. I remember like, that's a real listening downer, yeah. <laughs> to this and crying as i, I want to say like a 13 or 14 year old and i'm not proud of that <laughs> but i did it was so sad this one seems like the christmas trees are had enough that, that maybe yeah. this guy should have gotten with these trees <laughs> he's the he's the impetus yes no more being burned
1: <laughs> all right well next we have el dia de la bestia bestia aka the day of the beast
0: now this one does not sound like Christmas. No.
1: It's from 1999. Okay. Spanish filmmaker Alex de la Iglesia followed his Atlantis cypher horror debut with his colorful apocalypse fantasy about Father Angel, a scholarly priest who int- with an, whose intensive research into Kabbalist Bible code prophecies leads to a horrific discovery. What do you think it's going to be?
0: Uh, Santa is real and he's coming to kill us all. The exact birth date of the Antichrist. What does this have to do with Christmas? (laughs) Okay, okay, so he discovers, like, what good would that do you as a person? First off, I'm not, you know what, I'm not going to get into theology of the Antichrist and, like, whether there even could be an exact birth date or not. I don't know. The Antichrist is
1: the first, and the Bible is just anybody
0: who's not Christian. Uh, Not exactly, it's a spirit. Yeah. But then in Revelation, it does seem to, like, become embodied in a single mm. individual. Uh, so it could be both. And the question is, like, who, is there somebody who's predestined to be the Antichrist? Or could they just be anybody? I mean, in all these movies, it's just, but, anti-Jesus will
1: happen. Yeah. Nigga-Jesus.
0: Yeah, they, they, they. it has to be the most literal version. So, I, again, I'll, I'll yeah. get out of the theological weeds. I'm sorry.
1: Convinced that Satan's spawn will be born somewhere in Madrid on Christmas Day, Father Angel embarks on a bizarre journey down the path of sin, committing the foulest possible acts against God and humanity in order to worm his way into the devil's inner circle and face the ultimate foe on his own
0: turf. This is great. Yeah. I actually really think that that's an interesting concept where it's like I have to sacrifice all of my... Like, he is a priest. Ordained. Yes. In order to get to the place where I can do right. It's the ultimate test of, do the ends really justify the means? How far are you willing to fall? Oh, is the... (sighs) Twist is that the...
1: It's him? him.
0: Yeah. Oh!
1: That's what I'm thinking, yeah.
0: Yes! I mean, his name
1: is literally Father Angel, so he becomes a fallen angel. Oh! That's beautiful.
0: I'm so pumped about that now. <laughs> we figured it out. It's not a good... Spo- I'm sorry. We probably... If this movie's any good at all, we've just spoiled it. <laughs> because any other ending would be disappointing. But now we've guessed the, the amazing ending that this surely has. Oh, well.
1: All right. Next up, we have Better Watch Out from 2017.
0: Okay. I, I feel like... I'm I'm actually more on even footing with 2017 than 2008. Yeah, uh, we were going through some stuff. Yeah, yeah. Nobody had any money. Yeah, <laughs> among other things.
1: This holiday season, you may be home, but you're not alone.
0: Ah. Uh, okay.
1: In this fresh and gleefully twisted spin on home invasion horror, because, yeah. Babysitter Ashley must defend her young charges when intruders break into the house one snowy night. Or so she thinks. What? I'm assuming she goes crazy.
0: Oh, like it's the parents just coming back home and she's like, treats them Maybe,
1: like... but I was thinking more like she just has schizophrenia and just is convinced people are breaking in there and so she's endangering the kids, convinced that people are breaking into the house. Do you think that
0: this is actually a twist on Home Alone? I think they're more just doing that for fun in the description well because they Are talk I about the home I'm invasion the part and it seems like that you could definitely have her doing traps and things mm-hmm. from a setup like that speaking of home alone the kids all watched all three main theatrical release home alone movies recently so, the two kevin mccallister oh. ones and then my favorite yeah you like that one
1: too the third's the best I think so, also. I do think... I mean, I get... I don't dislike Kevin McCallickers, but uh, Alex is a lot more likable as a character than Kevin is.
0: Now, are they still the McAllisters? Nope. I couldn't remember. Like, there was some weird naming thing, I thought. I think thing, it I
1: thought. It it's Alex, Right in the third one? It's been a while since I watched the third one.
0: I thought that they, like, left it the same, but it's a different family, but it's a similar... I, it, there was some confusion with that. Yeah. But I definitely think the third one is at least as good... As the rest, and I think the reason people dislike it is because they love the original that they grew up with. And there's that, and it's the beginning, a- like the um,
1: the villains being like these high like profile, and not just like house burglars, is the thing, and it does lead into the ridiculous that we get down the line, like the one with the smart house, which I think is the fourth one.
0: Okay, and the fifth one. You can't one, blame you that not- on the- number three, though. No,
1: no, but it like leads into that, and there's a little bit of them there with them like wanting the microchip that's in the car,
0: which is silly but great. I, I think that it's great that they're actually supposed to be competent because that means when they, like, fail, yeah. it's actually funnier. There's the head uh, guy, I think. Like, he comes upon, in the early stages of the home invasion, he comes upon one of his henchmen who have been laid low by whatever the kid's name is in that one. Possibly not, Kevin?
1: I want to say it's Alex. It could be Alex. Because he has chicken pops. That's why he's home alone. Yes. Which I thought was a fun spin, by the way. Oh, yeah. Well, it's not just the... he was abandoned by the parents by mistake. It's like... It a... was on purpose, which almost makes it, like, worse, because the mom's like, I have, I have to go to work. She has to go to work. She's calling people. Like, she's asking, like, she's trying to get people to come up, and she's like, okay, I have to go. Here's all the emergency. And I think she even calls the police and lets them know that he's going to be home alone.
0: I think she so. She calls somebody she's like, I have it to leave him alone. It still feels
1: like it's it's very not great parenting, but she's at least kind of trying. Yeah,
0: I don't remember much from the dad trying, so maybe he could do something. <laughs> but the the main boss g- guy comes up and he's like, "Have you observed this line here?" And he like cuts it with his, uh, with his pocket knife, and then that like triggers something that drops something mm-hmm. on them. I I love the the sort of also there's more of them. I think there's at least three and possibly four. Yeah, there's the main guy, there's two goons, and
1: there's a chick. I think there might be another one, but those are the So you get to
0: spread out the, the hits a little bit more.
1: Yeah. It's, which makes them a little bit less sympathetic, the villains. Because they're not getting beat up as much. Because after a while, you start feeling You're a that, little bad for Marv. Not really Harry, but Marv is just like,
0: this poor guy. Especially in Home Alone 2 with the brick scene. Does <laughs> Harry get hit by the brick at all? I'm not sure. I've only seen Home Alone 2 like three times. 2 is the... Sa- I think they get better, honestly. I, I don't... I... I I'm okay with the first one. Like, yeah. the first one's not a bad movie. But the second one, you add in the element of, like, industrial, busted-out house. Yeah, he takes over all that dilapidated building. Yes, and all the construction equipment. That's super cool. And then the third one adds in the technology angle to that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, to me, they escalate in quality rather than the other way around. But um, we're weirdos, Brintley. Really. <laughs> Well, that'll do it for this week, I think. Folks, thank you so much for listening. I hope you're having a lovely Christmas time. Mm-hmm. A wonderful Christmas time, one might even say. But they probably shouldn't because that's a terrible song. I mean, I hope they're having the happiest season of all. Huh. We'll see you guys next time. Merry Christmas. Bye, guys. Bye.